SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Warning. The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. All these teams that have these star players, whether it's the Nets, whether it's Steph Curry and Golden State, pick a team, pick their star player, they all seemingly take days off. I guarantee you, if you go to those games in which those star players take the day off, those games go over way more than they do under. It's Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel. Welcome to Opposite Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM Channel 204 and your local radio affiliate all around the nation on this Monday, March 22nd. Here's Julie Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next two glorious hours, taking your phone calls as we always do, 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact, Scott icon, and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls, little YouTube chat right here on an Opposite Picks Monday. Well, NCAA, rip up your brackets. Upset Sunday. Moser gets fired. Uh, Royals flush. How's that 16-to-1 ticket looking now? How's that 65-to-1 ticket looking now? Uh, life without LeBron, life without perhaps LaMelo. Did Indiana, the Hoosiers, find their man? Who's making these lines? And Russ goes one for two. We'll get to all those stories again. Place your phone calls, emails, and tweets right here on a Monday, March 22nd. And, boy, it does not feel like a Monday, I must tell you. I've been dealing with a cold, nasty uh, flu last couple of days, a lot of sleep, not knowing what day today is and what day tomorrow is. And then you get the NCAA tournament, which is a great thing, but it's still kind of weird having games today be in Monday. With the COVID, they switched everything around, everyone living in Indianapolis, and I guess they wanted to start the tournament late this year because they needed days to quarantine. And because of that, first day was on Friday, not Thursday. And it just kind of threw my whole weekend off. It really did. You you wouldn't think one big day would be that big a deal. But, um, you know, yesterday I was thinking all day that it was the second day of the second round when it was only the first day. And today, where you kind of want to calm, and you know, after a big long weekend, and yet we got eight more games today, and and the fun is just getting underway. Although we certainly have enough upsets to last us the entire tournament. Man, oh man, oh man, what a crate! Now listen, we knew going in, right? I mean, this shouldn't be a surprise. We knew going in that this was a strong possibility. With you know, basically outside of the top three or four teams, college basketball was pretty balanced. You know, everyone being thrown into a bubble, not knowing, you know, how kids are going to react to that. And, uh, you know, you you put it all into one big equation, and it's just like, you know, you knew that the recipe was there for upsets. But that said, even though you know it's a possibility, even a probability, but when it does still occur, it's just like, wow. Yeah, I mean, how many more upsets can you possibly have? I mean, the only thing you could say out of it is that, Zag is still there. Baylor's still there. 
And, uh, you know, Michigan and Alabama in the East region are still there. But that's, you know, after one day. Those two teams got to play today. So, other than that, everything else is crazy. Just getting underway here on a uh, Monday morning, breaking down all the brackets. We'll get to the NCAA stuff. We got a lot of NBA stuff to get to as well in that LeBron and the Lakers. You know, in a, in a lot of ways, LeBron's a funny dude, you know. Say what you want about him, but he's not dumb. And, uh, you know, LeBron not playing and the Lakers getting crushed is not exactly hurting his MVP hopes. Interesting, isn't it, how things work out? Uh, LaMelo out uh, for the Charlotte uh, Hornet Bobcats, maybe for the rest of the season, may have busted his wrist. This is why you don't lay five and a half, six and a half to one on Rookie of the Year awards. You know, we, we brought that up during the All-Star break when we were going over some of the awards and it looked like a slam dunk. I mean, there was just no way in the world the mellow ball was not going to win it, right? Uh, you know, as long as Charlotte stayed in contention and you thought they would have in the East, he was a darn near lock. But the only little caveat was, uh, unless he gets hurt, uh, that's not going to happen. Nah, lo and behold, he gets hurt and he might miss the rest of the season. That, uh, you know, five and a half, laying five and a half, six and a half to one ticket, not looking good. We do have a couple of other tickets, though, that are looking real good after stuff that happened this weekend. So we'll get to that. i got a couple of baseball notes as well. So it'll be a busy uh, busy Monday. We'll go over our picks. Uh, we'll go over our brackets. I'm looking, you know, I had 50,000 brackets, and I, I don't got one that's worth anything to brag about. I, I, I really don't. You know, our rules were you can only have two that you could brag about. I ended up putting in five just because of all the different things that we do here on the morning show, whether it's our upset bracket, whether it's our real bracket, whether it's our uh, trend bracket that I have that's probably doing the best out of all of them, to tell you the truth, whether it's uh, my regular bracket that I put in with the sports grid folks here, which is just picking all the favorites. That's uh, Forget about that. that. That's out in smoke. So I'm trying to find one. I guess my upset bracket is probably in a halfway decent shape. I got Zaga. I got LSU. I got Arkansas winning it all over LSU, but I had Oklahoma State. I don't have one bracket where I have all four of my final four teams. Thank you very much, Illinois. Well, I'd say, you know, not that you have any sympathy for Illinois, but the whole seeding system really screwed everybody this year. They, they you know... All the accolades that were thrown in the selection committee. Oh, what a great job, great job. But no, they did a lousy job, like they do every year. Uh, they're they more interested in storylines than they are actually seeing these teams right. We'll get to it all. Phone calls as well on this Monday morning. Scott Wetzel, Opposite Fan, Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The hardest thing about making the NCAA tournament is when you lose is the locker room. And, uh, it, you know, it's family. You see a lot of guys hurting, a lot of guys in tears. Um, you know, a lot of guys uh, disappointed, and uh, yet uh, uh, such is life. Life, life deals you some very challenging blows at different times, and 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 you you you've got to wake up in the morning. The sun comes up, and and you've got to go about your business. And uh, today was not our day, um, and uh, uh, yet uh, where Illinois basketball was four years ago, uh, compared to where it is now. Um, I, I like uh, 
I like where we're at. I like our young guys. I like our pieces. And, and um, you know, we've just got to continue to work and, uh, and, and stay at this level. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Yeah, thanks for nothing there, Skip. That's Brad Underwood, current head coach of Illinois. Well, it's amazing. You think about these things. I know it's kind of fluky, but it is what it is. Loyola of Chicago is in. Illinois is out. Abilene Christian in. Texas out. Uh, Oral Roberts in. Oklahoma State out. You know how many big boy operations can fail? Um, the Ohio in for the time being. Ohio State out. You know how many big boy operations? can fail and a small guy succeed in this NCAA tournament. You know, that's the amazing. It's not just the upsets. You know, it's not just the Cinderella teams, but, you know, you know, there's two, two coins. There's two sides of every coin. For every upset, you got to have that major disappointment. And when you talk about disappointments, Illinois, Ohio State, boy, the Big Ten has just got to be just embarrassed beyond belief. For a team or a conference, rather, that was supposed to be you know, if not the best, then the second best behind the Big 12. Michigan State, out. Ohio State, out. Purdue, out. Wisconsin, out. Illinois, out. Rutgers last night, out. You know, some of those that were, you know, 50-50 propositions, some were upsets like Rutgers, but, you know, others, Michigan State had no business losing in the first round. Ohio State, no business losing. Purdue, no business losing. Illinois losing in the second round is like one of those teams really losing in the first round. I mean, a really bad job. I mean, just an awful job by the Big Ten. Just just absolutely awful. I'm looking at my brackets. I'll, I'll use the one that's my kind of semi-real bracket. And uh, I do have my final four. No, I don't have my final four attack. What am I saying? Um, I don't have my final four attack because I don't have my champion attack. Uh, the, well, this uh, cold medicine is... Killing my brain here. I do have Gonzaga. I do have Alabama. I do have Baylor left in my final four. But my real champion was Illinois. I can't believe they they lost to Loyola Chicago. You know, the NCAA, they got to figure out what they want to do. I understand it's all about money. I get, you know, when you get paid a billion dollars a year, basically, is what they get paid uh, to broadcast this tournament. I get, you know, you don't want Loyola of Chicago. You don't want Oral Roberts. You don't want Ohio. You want Ohio State. You know, you don't want uh, Abilene Christian. You want Texas to get into these tournaments because those are really the ones that are going to bring fannies to the table. The other ones are nice stories, but no one's going out of their way to watch Abilene Christian play. You know, no one's going to, you know, stop there in their tracks on a Monday afternoon to watch Ohio play Creighton. Right, and no one's going out of their way. Maybe with Sister Jean at this point, they would with Loyola of Chicago. But all the others, you know, they're nice stories, but you know, we'd rather have ratings than nice stories. That's what the NCAA told you when they made Loyola of Chicago a number eight seed. That team was not a number eight seed. Come on, please. The team went to the final four a couple of years ago. A couple of those guys are still on this team. And then they won their regular season championship at the Missouri Valley. Then they won their postseason tournament. So you got a Final Four team that's returning a couple of guys that is not a fluke. They didn't just win their postseason tournament. They won their regular season tournament, and they stuck them as a number eight seed. 
knowing full well, and listen, these guys aren't idiots, they know that in the second round, if they win their first round, they got to play the number one seed, and chances are they're going to be out. So why why would they do that to uh, Loyola of Chicago? Because they said, I don't care. I'm not going to take the risk that Loyola of Chicago doesn't make another spectacular run. I'm gonna, you know, sign the deal right now. You know, I'll take it's it's like a winning lottery ticket. Do you want to make double the money but only get paid less each year, or do you want to take the instant payoff and make half the money? They said, give me, give me the instant money and I'll take half. Give me the, you know, pretty good chance of happening Loyola of Chicago versus Illinois because it's the battle of Illinois. Meanwhile, now I have not lived in the state in, in about 10 plus years, but there's, there's no rivalry between Illinois and Loyola of Chicago. There, there, there just isn't. As I was saying the other day, whether it was yesterday morning, um, you know, when I lived in Illinois, in Loyola of Chicago was like last on the pecking order. You know, it, 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 there were high schools that were more prominent than Loyola of Chicago. All right. Bradley, Southern Illinois, Illinois State. Northwestern. And, you know, Loyola of Chicago is a commuter school of about 500 that no one even knows exists. There is no rivalry between Illinois and Loyola of Chicago. Not like they want to make it seem anyway, that's for sure. But the NCAA, instead of giving Loyola of Chicago a fair shot at this thing, said, all right, let's let's throw them in the number eight, nine bracket. This way we can have the Battle of Illinois. We could you know, steal all the thunder. We could have some excitement in the second round game. Well, in the end, it cost them. Didn't cost them Loyola Chicago, but it cost them the number one seed in the whole thing outside of Gonzaga, in my mind, and that was Illinois. Now, I don't have any sympathy for Illinois when you're expected to win the national championship or at least get to the finals, uh, at least the final four. You know, you should be able to beat Loyola of Chicago, but that's a good team. You know, I mean, they, they didn't get to the Final Four a couple of years ago as a fluke. They, they didn't win the Missouri Valley this year as a fluke. They didn't win the NCAA, uh, the, uh, the uh, postseason tournament as a fluke. It's a good team. You know, they may not have the four or five-star recruits, but the poster guy is a good head coach. I don't know how Illinois State fired him. I mean, and we'll get to his track record here in a second, but it's not. It, it's, it, it sounds crazy to say because Illinois is supposed to beat everyone in their tracks, but that's as good a second-round game as you'll see. I, I think them and Michigan, uh, but Michigan didn't deserve to be a number one. I think Michigan loses to LSU today as well. I, I think that by far is the second toughest uh, second-round matchup for a number one. Uh, I told you Gonzaga's got a cakewalk. Baylor, we, we blew out Wisconsin. That was no contest. Um and uh, I, I think LSU versus Michigan, that ought to be a sweet 16 at, at worst, at if not an Elite Eight game. But back to Illinois-Chicago, yeah, you know, instead of giving Illinois-Chicago a five or six seed, they said, let's let's have a matchup against Illinois. We need to create these storylines, right? And, uh, and, and in the end, it cost them, a, you know, a number one seed. So Illinois is out. Boy, what a pathetic performance, though, from that start to finish. Start, they didn't lead it all the entire game. Only game this year Illinois has not led in. They've lost games, uh, obviously, but this is the only game that they have not had at least one lead. I mean, just from start to finish. I don't know how do you explain that. You know, I, I mean, how do you explain it? You, you know, you're supposed to win a national championship or contend for one, and maybe Loyola of Chicago isn't a number eight seed. We we saw that with the line spread. I pointed that out Friday night when uh, I was doing in game live. I said that that line at only six and a half. Boy, number one seed. 
And they're only a six and a half point favorite. Boy, that had sucker written all over, right? You thought Illinois was going to flex its muscles and win by double digits? Mm. Nope. Right away, they told you they thought uh, that uh, Loyola Chicago was going to give them a game. And I mentioned, mentioned Friday night, so obviously before this game, I said, you know, at 65-1, to with a couple of upsets already occurring, San Diego State being knocked out and uh, Tennessee being knocked out and that happened, I said, you know, 65-1 to on Loyola of Chicago – with them only being a six-and-a-half-point favorite, they're telling you they got a chance to win this game. They win this game, and all of a sudden, you're holding out to a 65-to-1 ticket. That's, that's pretty darn good. Lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. You know, it's 16-to-1 uh, last time I checked. We'll update the odds when we come back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. So you're going to get a Cinderella emerging out of the next. It's not that big of a surprise, all right? I mean, look, Oregon State's now, there you go. Oregon State's 12-1 and against the spread their last 13 games. And 12 and 1. I mean, it's, it's you know, they're not really flukes. You know, and I, I can't even put Loyola of Chicago in, into that equation. You know, the fact that they beat number one Illinois is the story to me, not that they're in the second round. Uh, you know, going to the Final Four a couple of years ago shows that they're a good basketball team. Maybe Oral Roberts. That Oral Roberts is really, they're probably going to get the least publicity out of it all. You know, Sister Jean, you, know, you can't overtake Sister Jean, but Oral Roberts is the one. I'll even deal with Abilene Christian. But Oral Roberts is the same team that lost to North Dakota. I mean, they lost to UM Kansas City. They lost to North Dakota State. They lost to South Dakota State. I mean, they lost to South Dakota. I mean, they are losing or they lost to teams this year that are absolute nobodies. I mean, you know, at least Loyola plays in a real conference and has had some real success and everything else. I mean, but if you're Ohio State and now Florida and you lost to a team that lost to South Dakota State, UM Kansas City, South Dakota, I mean, they couldn't beat the Dakotas, but they could beat Ohio State and Florida. Go figure that. Against North Dakota, North Dakota State, South Dakota, and South Dakota State. Old Dominion went 0-1, 1-1, and we'll throw in uh, UM Kansas City. 2-1, and 2-2, 2-3, 3-3, 4-3, 4-4, 4-4, 4-5, 5-5. Six and seven and five, if you want to include their postseason tournament. To be fair, we will. They went seven and five against the Dakotas and UMKC. Seven and five. And yet somehow or another, they could beat the Ohio State and, and knock off Florida last night. Wow. How do you explain that, right? I mean, how do, how do you just, you know, can it be the bubble? Can, can that really be it? I mean... You know, maybe Ohio State, okay, you take Oral Roberts for granted. That's dopey Oral Roberts. Who cares? You know, we're the number two team in the country. and We should have been a number one seed. So they're overlooking them. That that maybe. But then if you're Florida and you see this team and now you got a decent little scouting report on this club, 
you know, how, how do you explain Florida last night? That's the one. And that line had no business being nine. I'm telling you, we've seen some weird lines. Um, I don't say this too often, but the Lions makers in these NCAA tournament games have been way off. They, they have been way wrong in my eyes. Texas Tech had no business being a favorite over Arkansas. I told you that yesterday in in-game live when me and uh, Joe were uh, – now, he did like Texas Tech, but whether the team ends up winning or losing and who you like and don't like is not the point, really. The point is what should the line be? Arkansas was the second-best team in the SEC behind Alabama. And, and, and now you're going up against a, a fifth-ranked Big 12 team. I know the Big 12 is good. Don't get me wrong, but you, you can't tell me the fifth-best team in the Big 12 is, is better than the second-best team on a neutral court in the SEC. I mean, the SEC was a very good conference this year. I, I mean, I that line made no sense to me. You know, Arkansas the day before being only an eight-and-a-half-point favorite over Colgate. I mean, Colgate played 14 games all year at eight against Army and Boston U. Why were they getting so much love? I mean, if they play a regular 25, 30-game schedule, they're probably nothing more than a, you know, five, six, seven games over 500 basketball team. There's no superstars on that club. That made no sense whatsoever. Uh, you know, just a few of these lines, no respect for the SEC whatsoever. And um, lines that I, that I thought should have been reversed, like I said, with Arkansas and Texas Tech yesterday, completely off. Now, I did think that the Loyola of Chicago line should have been higher, regardless of the outcome of the game, but uh, they were not. So it's just very weird. I'm, you know, I'm pretty good at figuring out what lines should be. Bad at picking the games, but you know, I have a pretty good idea what they should be. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I think they've been off on a few of these games. Really head-scratching to me. So Oral Roberts advances last night as well. The the upsets just kept coming uh, all day yesterday. Uh, I tell you, we thought the first day was pretty bad. Uh, second day wasn't that bad until it got late in the day. But upset Loyola of Chicago over Illinois to start the day. Upset Syracuse over West Virginia. I, I, I can't believe that they lost that game, West Virginia. That Syracuse team is not that good. And for West Virginia to lose that game 75-72, oh, that's awful. Uh, technically, I don't think so, but, you know, if you want to go with the boys in Vegas, technically Arkansas was an upset two-point underdog over Texas Tech, 68-66. That's three. Uh, Oral Roberts upset over Florida. That's four. Uh, Oregon State upset over Oklahoma State. That's five, 80-70. Five upsets yesterday. Covering the spread, Loyola 1, Syracuse 2, Arkansas 3, Rutgers 4, Oral Roberts 5, Oregon State 6. Favorites went 2-6 and six yesterday. Villanova uh, did cover 84-61, and um, ba -ba 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 -ba, Baylor covered 76-63. Other than that, it's all dogs. Here's your scorecard. Before we get into uh, uh, today's games. And we'll probably start on today's games next hour. Like spending the first hour recapping what happened yesterday. And then the next hour we get into what's going to happen later on today. If, if you did like I did with our sports grid little contest here. I just put the higher seeds. I get so many brackets. I, you know, I use one. Just give me the higher seeds and let's just see how the higher seeds. Let's, let's put faith into the NCAA selection committee that they know what they're doing. Even though we all know they don't. Higher seeds. 
26 and 13 straight up, 16 and 23 against the spread. Favorites, we got uh, 25 and 19 straight up, 16 and 23 against the spread. Amazing. Uh, Over-unders, 15 overs, 23 unders with one push. Uh, West Virginia and Syracuse, depending on when you you got it. But I, I had it listed as 147. I know it went up to 148 at some point, but I'll just put that down as a push. But uh, underdogs, 23 and 16. If you want to include Thursday's first round games. Now, the seeds would be the same because they were all equal seeds. But favorites, 25 and 18 straight up only. 17 and 26 against the spread. Wow. Over-under was uh, or is 16 overs, 26 unders with one push. So you've had 10 more unders than overs for this NCAA tournament. That's amazing. That That's really, you know, I thought we'd have more overs yesterday. I thought second time around, you know, playing in these gyms and then just used to, you know, playing in front of nobody and, and, and everything else. You got an under Loyola of Chicago. You got an over Baylor, barely. You got the push Syracuse. You got an under Arkansas. You got the under Houston Rutgers. Yeah, you did get over Florida. That's two. You got over Villanova. That's three. And you got over Oregon State, Oklahoma State, barely. That's four. So you actually did have uh, four overs, three unders, and a push yesterday. So my assessment on that was, was actually right. So, but still... Scoring has been down, and the underdogs have been dominating. Amazing. All right, 844-843-6879. More coming up. Opposite Picks, Sports Good Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. They shot the ball really well. Buddy shot the ball extremely well. He had a stretch where uh, I think he made three consecutive threes. Uh, that really, when when we were ahead and and uh, we 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 tried to catch up from then on, they didn't really they they stopped taking it to the basket. That, that, the shot blocking didn't have anything to do with it today. It has before, but it, not today. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Yeah, there you go. Bobby Huggins, West Virginia head coach. You know, this is why he's not in the end and he's not in the uh, the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, all, all those guys that wanted to yell and scream in the first round, he got his 900th career victory. Okay, now he's got a golden opportunity here. He knows Illinois lost. You know, he's in the Midwest region. Now he's on that. That's on the upper half of the bracket. You know, they're on the lower half, but, you know, there, there's no Illinois, there's no Tennessee. Uh, he could have had no Oklahoma State. Now, he didn't know that at the time, but he had no Oklahoma State when everything is said and done. No Clemson, another higher-seeded team that, that got lost to, to Rutgers. He did have Houston. He would have had Houston next, but, you know, he had as clear a sailing to the Final Four as you could ask for, and his team still couldn't beat a mediocre Syracuse club. 
Ah, that's just pathetic. And, you know, here's a little notion, guys. You know, you got a hot shooter like uh, Bay- the Bayheim kid. You know, how about guarding him? How about sticking a guy on him, for goodness sakes? I mean, he's a slow white guy. For You know, stick a man on him. I don't care if he's 40 feet from the basket. Stop giving him open looks. The guy can shoot lights out. He's a phenomenal shooter. Uh, you know, how many times are you going to dare him to shoot a three-pointer? I don't care if he's five, six, seven feet beyond the three-point arc. The guy can't hit that blindfolded, for goodness sake. Stick somebody on him. Hey, Joe Schmo, yeah, you're, your job, I don't care if you score. I don't care if you rebound. I don't, come here, I don't care if you foul out in five minutes of the game. But everywhere this Bayheim kid goes, yeah, you stick with him. Why is that? Because he's basically their only score. That's why. Cut off the head, the body will die. But do these coaches do that? No. You know, do they put pressure on teams? No. You know, Illinois yesterday. You know, they're getting their butt kicked by Loyola of Chicago. Illinois theoretically should have twice the athletes, right, of Loyola of Chicago. They're getting four-star recruits. How about pressuring them? How about putting a little backcourt pressure on Loyola instead of allowing them to walk the ball up the court? No, don't do that. No, God forbid. It's amazing. You know, Florida the other day, I told you about that, you know, Pissing away a lead against Virginia Tech because they didn't know how to inbound the basketball. Simple inbound the basketball. My uh, my old fifth, sixth grade girls basketball team could inbound the ball better than what Florida did the other day. Darnier lost the game, had to go to overtime to win it. And then they couldn't hold on to a, a double-digit lead yesterday with nine minutes left against Oral Roberts. His coaches, man, and that's why it's, it's surprising to me because when you watch Loyola of Chicago, this is not about them winning. You watch teams, and they do fundamental things the right way. They, they don't screw up the fundamentals. And I don't know how he got fired at Illinois State. I, I You know, he had one good year in, in four. Um, the other years weren't horrible, but, you know, it's Illinois State. You got to give a guy a chance. You got to get a couple of recruiting classes, right? And he got fired before he got the Loyola of Chicago job. I will tell you this. Now, he doesn't have any ties to Loyola of Chicago. He's been there a little while. He's obviously had some success. You know where his name is going to surface when everything is said and done? I don't doubt it for a second. He went to school at Creighton. And if Creighton loses today to Ohio, after now, Greg McDermott's done a good job at Creighton. He's kept that team afloat and everything, and he's had success more than just when his son Greg, the NBA player, was there. Although that certainly helped his his cause. Uh, but you know, he, he's got 20 wins. Uh, you know, playing in the Big East, the Missouri Valley. So I, I, you know, if they wanted to move on uh, from him with this plantation stuff, uh, you know, Poser would be the one. Why? Because he played there. He went to college there. Uh, he's not from uh, Nebraska. He's actually from Illinois. But I, I can't imagine him being long for uh, Loyola of Chicago, right? I mean, you got to, you know, it's sad to say, but it is the truth. As a head coach, you got to strike while the iron's hot. And the iron is, is as hot as it's going to be. I mean, listen, it, it was hot as can be three years ago when he went to the Final Four. But maybe that was just kind of a fluky thing, one-year thing. Now that he's been able to repeat his success, albeit not going to the Final Four yet, but still, um, I I don't doubt for a second his name's going to come up somewhere along the line. And I don't doubt for a second right now the people at Creighton are like, well, you know, 
We were so upset about the comments McDermott made that we suspended him. The kids were so upset about it that, you know, they told us about what he said. So, you know, you suspend a head coach. You know, there's got to be some rumblings like, you know, are do we want to move on? Do we just want to suspend him? You know, if we do move on, who's out there? And then when you think, well, a former player of ours is out there doing a great job. You know, we can give him, I'm sure Creighton can give him a lot more money than Loyola of Chicago. Small little commuter school can give him. I I don't doubt it. I I just put it in your, your back pocket there, maybe. Maybe, just maybe. Uh, but bracket-wise, so Baylor, Villanova advance. How about Jay Wright? Yeah, speaking of good head coaches, you know, people wrote this team off for dead. I did not. Um, you know, especially the way Georgetown ran through the NCAA or the uh, the Big East tournament. I, you know, I, I was going to give Villanova a pass just because uh, Georgetown was just on one of those remarkable streaks. And here Villanova is back-to-back decent wins uh, against albeit inferior competition. But you know what? They were only six-and-a-half and five-and-a-half point spreads. You know, uh, someone was giving North Texas and uh, Winthrop uh, a chance. I wasn't, but somebody was. And, and Villanova walked away with double-digit wins. All of a sudden, that Baylor, you know, Villanova Sweet 16 match is not necessarily as one-sided as one thought it would be. Arkansas Oral Roberts, that's looking real good for Arkansas. If you're holding on to a Baylor-Arkansas Elite 8 ticket, as I am, that's looking pretty good. And then you got Loyola of Oregon State in the lower half and then Syracuse-Houston in the Midwest lower half as well. You know, when you look at the lines... I told you on Friday, right? Grab Loyola Chicago at 65 to 1. I said, the way things are going, and the way they were only a six and a half point underdog against Illinois, that was telling you that the, the boys in Vegas FanDuel thought they had a chance to win that game. I said, if they did, that line would drop dramatically. And we all know they did. And now it's down to 15 to 1. Would you rather have a 15 to 1 ticket or a 65 to 1 ticket? I'm thinking you'd rather have a 65 to 1 ticket. And at, at 65 to 1, now they're going up against Oregon State. Let me see if uh, FanDuel, anyway, has lines on that game posted. Sweet 16. Um, no. They got Oral Roberts, Arkansas, Syracuse, Houston, Villanova, Baylor, but they don't have, for some reason, um, Loyola, Oregon State, I guess because Oregon State game ended so late last night. Maybe that's why. Uh, Maybe before the show is over. I'm guessing that would be um, Baylor 6.5 against Villanova. Houston 6.5 against Syracuse. Arkansas is 11 against Oral Roberts. But they are not giving this Oral Roberts team any respect. They beat Ohio State, and they were a nine-point dog against Florida, which made no sense to me. They win that, and now they're an 11-point underdog against Arkansas? Hmm. Um, I'm guessing Loyola of Chicago, Oregon State. I think Loyola would probably be a favorite. right After beating Illinois, um, maybe a three, two-and-a-half, three, three-and-a-half-point favorite. That's what I'm guessing. You know, it'll be the first time I'm trying to remember who they played back in the uh, the 18 tournament. But I'm I'm guessing this will be the well, no, maybe you know what? Because they were favored against Georgia Tech. I was going to say this is going to be the first time they'll be a favorite in these NCAA tournament games. But first round they were a five and a half point favorite over Georgia Tech. So forget about that. But um, we'll see if that line is posted before uh, our show is over. So that'll be the lower half of the bracket. Um, ultimately, if you look at the lines now, 
if you want value, you know, the good old value quote. God, I hate that. Um, you still get halfway decent numbers with some of these teams. You know, in the Midwest, that that's the one. Loyola's uh, 15 to 1. Oregon State, you know, if, if you want to buy into their Cinderella season, they're 26 to 1. Syracuse is 33 to 1. Houston is down to 9 to 1. They were 13 to 1 yesterday before the West Virginia loss. Uh, when me and Joe were, were debating it, he he loves Houston. He's got Houston going to the championship. So uh, kudos for Joe Lisi. Um, but now that's down to nine to one to win it all. Now you're not getting, you know that that's not good value to me. Uh, you got too many wins in there that in between a championship in which you figure to be and you would be an underdog to Gonzaga. You know it would you wouldn't be a nine to one, but I bet you'd be a solid uh, seven eight point underdog, which equates to about plus two two fifty. Uh, big difference to nine to one to two fifty, but uh, I don't. I don't think you're getting that great a value at nine to one with Houston. But their road is the easiest now if you don't buy into the, some of these Cinderella teams. Baylor, Villanova. You know, if you want to buy into Villanova, you're getting them at twenty six to one. I still like Arkansas. Arkansas yesterday was eighty to one. They are now fifteen to one. Wow. Were they 80 to 1? Was it yesterday? Yeah, you look at these lines so many times. No, I think it was I think it was 41 yesterday. It was 80 to 1 the other day. LSU was 80 to 1. That's right. LSU at 80 to 1, I still really like. I think they beat Michigan today. I I, I that line to me, again, 80 to 1, again, if they beat Michigan, then they got the winner of Colorado and Florida State. Yeah. And then they got Alabama to close out the, the East region in the Elite Eight. That won't be easy. Um, but the way these upsets are going, who knows? Maybe Bama loses. Maybe Abilene Christian or, or, or a mediocre UCLA or Maryland team comes out of that half of the East. 80-1 to 1 on LSU. This Michigan team without Livers is not that good. And we've seen the Big Ten flop here in this tournament, right? So grabbing LSU at 80-1. to 1, I think that is very good. Very, very good odds. Heck, you could even hedge right now. You know, they're only a five-and-a-half-point dog. So if you grab uh, them at eight, just, you know, for uh, simplistic purposes, put $100 on LSU to win 8000 right? If you bet, even start hedging right now, Michigan is only a two-to-one money line favorite, minus 210. We'll just say two-to-one. So you put 100 hours on Michigan, so you're laying 200 to win 100 to cover your LSU futures bet. So if Michigan wins, you break the day even. No big deal. If LSU wins, now you got that 80-1 to 1 ticket. You are down 200 because you bet on Michigan, but that's okay. And, you know, listen, you're, you're looking at winning $8,000. Um, and then next time against Colorado, Florida State, depending on who wins, I, I would think that would be close to pick them. Then you could hedge again. You know, the earlier you could start your hedging process, the better off you are. And at uh, at eighty to one, you could you could start that right away. I still think that's pretty good. And I you know Arkansas even at fifteen to one, not great to win it all, but I do like them, and I like them from the outset of the tournament. I think they knock off Baylor. So still got some uh, some decent money making opportunities there with uh, with FanDuel with some of these. Uh, 
championship odds. I will right, we'll close that hour number one next year's truly Scott Wetzel opposite pick sports grid radio Sirius XM channel 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. How would you rather feel? Lost in a sea of stats, averages, and injury reports? Just breathe, dude. Or swimming in the warm waters of confidence that comes from having the winning edge. We thought so. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. I don't think anything relieves nerves during March Madness. I mean, nobody wants to stop playing. No one wants to go home. And uh, in, in a quick prep, playing against an offense that you haven't seen and they run it so well, uh, they don't beat themselves. Uh, a lot to be concerned about. But I think the preparation our guys put into the game is where the game was won for us. And uh, hats off to – I mean, we have a player-led team. Those guys buy in. Um, they were locked in. And that gave us a chance to be good today. All right, that's uh, Baylor head coach Scott Drew talking about the, their nice, relatively easy win over Wisconsin yesterday. That, that probably was the, uh, uh, you know, Villanova led by 20 over North Texas. That was a blowout win uh, from start to finish. But the Baylor won over Wisconsin, which I think a lot of people thought was going to be a relatively close game. Really, really was not as Baylor. Just, they were just a better team. And plain and simple, they just out-physicaled them, out-athleticized them, out-everything uh, them. So 76-63, they were the winner. Uh, one of the guys on uh, on our YouTube channel there said that uh, Loyola was actually a seven-point favorite. And you know what? You're right. I'm checking uh, on a site that lists some of the uh, sites in Vegas, and uh, they got Loyola of Chicago, six-and-a-half, seven-point favorite across the board. I'm surprised at that much. Wow. Uh, I think, I, I, you know, you wonder what teams have to do to get respect. And in some cases, it was Loyola of Chicago, although they got respect yesterday with that line only being six and a half as an underdog against the number one seed, the line night. And now, if you're Oregon State, you know what? Don't even complain about it. Who, who cares? Stay in that underdog role. 12 and 1 against the spread last 13. You're winning games. You're beating good teams. And you, you want to make me, uh, you know, a six and a half, seven point dog to Loyola of Chicago? Sister Jean, go ahead. Knock yourself out. Um, go ahead and do that. Syracuse is a six-and-a-half-point underdog. Think about this. Which, which team has a better chance of winning, Syracuse against Houston? I don't think so. Or Oregon State versus Loyola Chicago? I would say Loyola, uh, Oregon State over Loyola Chicago. But both are uh, six-and-a-half, seven-point dogs. So no respect yet for Oregon State, but that's okay. Keep winning. You're not into the game respect. You're in it to gain victories. So our number one in the books. We'll take a look at today's games and the NBA as the Rockets do it again. That's next. 